0: Prologue Prime Alert Fire Safety Products, Inc., New Mexico Alarms were already blaring, echoing through the canyons of corrugated aluminum among the outbuildings and warehouses of Prime Alert Fire Safety Products. Alarms were a bit unusual here. The facility was located in an expanse of desert nestled in among some foothills in New Mexico, close to the Colorado border. The closest town only had a few hundred people officially. Unofficially, maybe a few hundred and fifty. And none of them had any interest in breaking into a bunch of warehouses where smoke detectors were manufactured and stored. Except for tonight. Henry Hank Lott was pretty sure this would turn out to be a case of some bored teenagers getting a little too drunk and a little too rowdy. Guys and girls, Hank figured kids. Hank was the night shift here, and he had no issues with that. He didn't even mind being alone. The monitoring service had called just twenty minutes ago, and Hank rolled out from his little spot overlooking the mountains and the flat pan of the surrounding desert. He pulled up to Building 3, one of the storage and staging warehouses where boxes of smoke detectors were stored before shipping. Building 3's front entrance was open, and a large moving truck, was backed up to the bay. From his vantage point, Hank saw two men moving within the barely-lit interior of the warehouse. They were using hand trucks to load stacks of boxes into the moving van. Hank stepped out of the Chevy and drew his weapon, an aged forty-five that he'd had since he left the service. It was his personal weapon, and much more comforting to him than the little nine-millimeter pea-shooter, The company had tried to issue him. It would make a big bang and a big hole if the need arose. Thankfully, the need never had. He stepped away from the Chevy without closing the door, and crept quietly toward the moving truck and the gap in the loading bay. When he was close enough, he saw that there were actually four men, not just two. "'That's enough!' he said loudly. Aiming his weapon at the men who were clustered around the next batch of boxes, they froze and turned on him. They were wearing black masks that hid their features, along with black gloves. Their coats were olive drab, probably military cast-offs. Just step away from the boxes with your hands in the air. Get down on your knees out here in the open floor. The men made no move to do as he'd ordered. In fact. It almost seemed like they had no idea what he was even saying. Suddenly there was a sound from behind him that sent goosebumps up his back and made him break out in a sweat. Hank had heard that sound before, back in the war. He knew what it meant. It meant he was a damn fool for not looking back. Lower your weapon, a voice said from behind him. It was strongly British and sounded a bit young, but it was firm and left no room for doubt as to what the owner of the voice would do if Hank didn't do as he was told. Hank raised his left hand even as he knelt down and placed his weapon on the ground. You called the authorities, I assume, the man asked. He, too, was wearing a mask and gloves and the olive drabs and he had a semi-automatic rifle aimed directly at Hank's head. Yeah, Hank said. They'll be here any— Before Hank could finish, the man raised his rifle and fired a single burst, striking Hank right in the chest. He fell forward, slamming to the ground, and coughed and sputtered from the pain. He tried to crawl away, but the man had dropped down from the van and stepped up to him. Hank looked up at him, Rolling onto his back, the man stood over him, held the rifle in one hand like a pistol, and put a bullet in Hank's head. With the deed done, the man said something in Arabic to two of his men, and they rushed to move Hank's body out of the way, then scrambled back to the boxes. In moments they had emptied the warehouse and sped away into the night, even before the sirens could be faintly heard in the distant New Mexico night.